0: And we're back again for another episode with your new favorite podcast for anyone who cares with your co-host Jordan and your co-host Taylor. All right, so we've eluded and hinted to this in the last week's episode. This is the one that could possibly get a little messy. Um, In today's episode, we're going to deep dive into the different reasons we have had failed or toxic friendships in the past different reasons, the different scenarios, what we've experienced, what we've learned from it, all of the above. There's a lot to unpack. Yeah. If you were to categorize the few things that stood out to you that caused failed friendships, what would you say they are? I would say lack of self-awareness, putting me down, and competitiveness. I feel like those were the main ones out of my friendships, that didn't work out. I can see that. Oh, you're not going to ask me mine? Okay. And go ahead. Let me just, <laughs> let me just tell you. Um, I would say for mine, the biggest reasons for any failed friendships or possibly even toxic friendships I've had in the past would be a huge lack of honesty and loyalty. Do you want to share any examples? When I say lack of honesty and lack of loyalty, I think the biggest thing I could do... Dive into with that is whenever I was younger in high school and a little bit after that, early early twenties. I had a big issue with it felt like close friends back to back to back. I would give my all to people sometimes too much in positions that put me in harm's way, whether that be financially, physically, any of the above, mentally. Because I was always an all-in girl. Like, whatever they needed, I would do. I would go above and beyond. And I didn't always give that back. Which, looking back now as an adult, that wasn't always the healthiest approach to things like that. Like, there's ways to help people and be supportive without putting yourself out. I feel like your friendships, they didn't give anything in return. You know? (laughs) You heard it here, folks. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm just saying, like, you went above and beyond for these people and they just I think took it for granted because or maybe I'm wrong because I wasn't in your shoes but I don't feel like they just would not have done what I did for them yeah easily said and sometimes I feel like I did too much for people that weren't blood or haven't been in my life that long or even a few that were but that aside just from exerting myself and the energy not being matched at all I would say in regards to lack of honesty without putting anyone's business out there I had friendships in the past that lied about serious stuff and I'll just like shocking yeah like like birth origin or or like their health just being as vague as I can without blasting people's business. It was just things that you wouldn't expect your best friend of so many years in either scenario. Like something like that happens. You're like, you're, that's your ride or die and, and you're theirs and you would do anything for them. And you're like by their side through all these struggles and these things that are concerned around this specific lie. That when you find out it's a lie, it's like, What? Like you feel so utterly betrayed and because of these large lies that happened to me when I was younger with friendships, I would say I definitely closed myself off pretty harshly where I don't have that many friends, close friends anymore because I have trust issues and for the longest, if somebody was caught doing a white lie or something, just a baby lie, something that wasn't a big deal. mm mm-hmm. It would make me want to cut them off because it scared me to think, okay, well, what else are you lying about? Because I'd been burned so severely in the past. And this is something I talk about in therapy. (laughs) So I'm like working through it to not try to let this affect future relationships or current relationships. But being close with someone and them lying about something so big, it's like you have a view of, do I even know you? Yeah, it definitely changes your outlook on that relationship. And it's not always just, oh, how could they? It's also, how could I have been so stupid? Like, it makes you look at yourself and question yourself. And I think things like that, It just, any person in their lifetime experiencing one of these situations is hard. The fact that I had a few back-to-back, it was just like, what is my luck? I know. Like, that is crazy. I feel like both of us have gone through weird sad crazy situations and I know we've both had this conversation before where we might have gone through a spurt or and this isn't to say like oh this week I have a new best friend and then this happened and we we broke up it's I've been friends with this person close friends with this person for years and we had this falling out and as anybody who's had close friends know that is that they've had a falling out would know friendship breakups suck they hurt sometimes even more emotionally than, than like, a, a boyfriend or girlfriend breakup because this it is does. someone who knew you on a more intimate level because it wasn't physical intimacy. It was, like, mental and emotional intimacy. I agree. And I think there was even a point where we both talked about, after we acknowledged this trail of failed friendships over the last decade or so, we both kind of like have that self-awareness or we try to take a step back and see the bigger picture. And we're like, okay, we're the common denominator. Is it us? Are we the problem? But it always roots back to that person just being crappy. It does. And I think not knowing how to be a supportive, good good friend. yeah. Yeah. I will say the most common denominator I've acknowledged is I hadn't always had the best choice in friends it's one of these things where you see the red flags in the beginning and you just ignore them Mm
1: -hmm. and it's like
0: if you would have been more aware you could have probably like protected yourself some yeah been more distant but that's not to say that these friendships didn't bring joy or bring happy memories or growth in a different way Like, I am a firm believer everything happens for a reason. It it is something where I think there is more thought and cautiousness when it comes to what relationships I want to invest in now as an adult based on those past experiences. Yeah, I think as I've gotten older, if I have a friend that does something wrong, it gives me the ick and it makes me just want to cut ties, you know? Because you've already experienced toxic friendships, so you're at a point where you're like, no, I don't need that in my life, you know? There's a healthier way to do it, yeah. but I'm just saying I kind of shut down once it gets to that point. That I'm was like, me with the line. You, it's like you, you're quick to cut off because you're like, no, no, no. I've seen where this ends. Mm-hmm. I don't want to play this out again. But you've got to figure out and realize what is worth forgiving and... If that person will acknowledge what they've done and actually genuinely work on it and not do whatever it was again, or if it's going to be a repetitive thing because they don't strive for personal growth. Like I will say I dated someone for the longest and I remember bringing up like in normal conversation like, Hey, when you do this, it bothers me. And this and this, like just trying to talk and the defensiveness that came with that Taylor. Yes. The, well, that's just how I am it's like, do you not want to grow? Do you not want to try to be better? Do you not want to try to like work on these things that aren't really like great qualities that you have? And it was like, I don't have, and I remember him coming back, like, I don't have anything. It was like, I feel like you're, you're attacking me or you're like putting it all on me. And I'm like, that's not, that's not at all my intention. And I was like, well, I want you to let me know, bring make bring me to be aware of what you feel like I should work on. And he didn't have anything. He was like, well, I don't have anything that you should work on. And I'm like, Okay, I was like, well, it's not my fault I'm perfect, Mm -hmm. but... (laughs) Period. I was like, but it wasn't just, like, one-sided. I was like, give me feedback. Right. Let me know. You're not trying to be like, you do this, you do that. Why are you doing all these things wrong? You're just trying to make it known, I don't like this. Please try to do something different. And if you can't be that candid and that open with someone without them getting defensive... and it's not your delivery that's the problem, then it is them. I'm at the point where I can't be with people who want to stay stagnant. That is me to a T. I feel like this has been me the past two years. Yeah. Because it all hit me at once, like realizing who I'm surrounded by and all the negativity and me not wanting anything to do with it anymore because it's like... Your environment affects you. And... I'm always one to try to be positive. I mean, I can dwell and talk, okay? Same. But overall, I really do just want to be genuinely happy and spend my time around people that want the same. And I felt like for a period of time, I was around the opposite, and it brought me down for a long time. That's when you hit, and it's like, okay, it's either if you're – being self-aware and self-reflecting and you are working on what you can work on and you truly realize it's not you that it is your environment and your surrounding it's time to clean house yep it's time to dip but I would say that's probably like the vague entry into why I feel like lack of honesty and loyalty was a big one or at least definitely the the honesty the loyalty was I would confide in people and my confidence would be betrayed kind of thing and i've always been since i was younger really quick to trust and to open with people when i shouldn't have been and yeah. i've definitely worked on that a lot over the years i still have moments of it where i have to catch myself and i'm like jordan just because you would take what they said and give them genuine advice or be there for them and not tell anyone who would like harm them with that information does not mean they would do the same for you And that's something I'm still personally working on, which I'm aware of. So I think that that is something that I'm still learning relating to what you said. I have noticed, and I'm more aware of this, I could be having a conversation with someone that I'm close to and they just want to tell me someone else's business, but they have to relay to me. I'm just telling you this, but I wouldn't do, I wouldn't tell your information to anyone else. That kind of thing. It's like I am... If you have to preface anything like that, no. Right. Just no. (laughs) Don't do it. And it's like, why do you feel the need to give me this information? It does nothing for either of us, you know? There's venting and then there's gossiping. I feel like there's a fine line between the two. Like with you, I might be venting about issues and things going on, but I try really hard to not gossip, which if you're gossiping, it's just for the dramatic effect. The, oh, you want to hear what I just heard? Like, it's just something to talk about. It's not... I don't, there's just no benefit to it, truly, except right. showing somebody's character in a negative light. Because, yeah, if I've had in the past where people talk to me and they're, like, quick to tell me other people's stuff or what they've heard, and it immediately makes me clamp up and being like, okay, well, if you're that quick to tell someone else's business, I definitely don't need to tell you any of mine. Right. Because if you're talking to me, then you're probably talking to somebody else, too. Yeah, I've gotten information about big things. That is none of my business. I have no right of knowing this, but that person just wanted to tell someone, like talk about it. But if that person is coming to you to get advice or whatever it is, they shouldn't have to say, please don't tell anyone. Like certain information, you just know that you shouldn't go tell another person. Like I'll admit there's probably a few things in my life where I probably shouldn't have told anyone. Mm -hmm. and I know I've told you Mm -hmm. (laughs) granted I feel like sisters there's like a gray it's kind of a gray area but at the same time though there's been things I know you've been told and I might have asked because I can tell something's going on and you're like you've told me it's not my place to tell Mm -hmm. it's I can't talk about it and I respect that like you are so stinking loyal and it is one of the qualities I love about you even though whenever I do want the tea I ain't gonna get it from you right (laughs) With certain things, I don't want to feel guilty. Like, everyone likes to hear a little tea here and there, you know? But if it's about someone I know, it's like, uh no, that's not going to make me feel right. No, because it'll so skew I... how you view them. Because you know something that they didn't want you to know. Because mm-hmm. if they did, they would have told you themselves. Yeah. So, I... Yeah, I'll keep my word on that. But it is frustrating whenever you have friends that don't do that. They just want to... Tell everybody. And that's not a good quality to have at all. No, I think loyalty is something I value in any relationship in my life. And if you give any red flag or indicator that you do not have it... You're done. Yeah, I don't want you in my circle. You don't need to be a part of this. Because, and that's not to say that I've always been the most loyal. Because I feel like in the past, there's been times where I've betrayed trust. But it's definitely something I've grown to value. And... That goes both ways in our relationships now. Let me tell you guys, Jordan used to be the biggest snitch when it came to me. That's a sibling for you though. I know, but I would want to tell you something so bad, but I'm like, no, she'll go tell mom. I probably would have. You would, you <laughs> would, but you don't do that anymore. And I'm so, so thankful. Yeah. I'm so glad you don't. Yeah, I know. Cause even. Well, I tell mom stuff, but I'm just saying like. I find out later. Anything. I could tell you because something will happen. You'll be like, "Don't tell mom," and I'll be like, "I won't. That's your business. You'll let her know if you want her to know." And then later, we'll be hanging out, her and I, and then she'll be like, eluding to how like you talked to her about this thing, and I'm like, "Oh, okay." And I don't make any comments about it now, and I think she's kind of waiting to see if I'm going to say more. But I'm like, you know what? I-, I don't know what she told you, so I'm not going to say anything else. And I'm not. She, she does it be to doing you that too. To me too. <laughs> she's like kind of filling it out, and I'm like, "Nope, Taylor and I, we ain't." I'm like, "I don't know." We ain't about it right I don't now. Know. We're at a new chapter where we're like we got each other's backs one hundred percent. Mom, if you're listening, I We love you. Yeah. We love you. <laughs> we and love I you. I do tell her so much. I know, I, like find I out, really do. I find out later that you've told her a lot. But if it's something that I'm scared she's gonna be too opinionated on. <laughs> or like mad. Like why why did you let that happen? Mm-hmm. Why'd you do that? Then I'm like, Okay, I'm gonna wait. Let some or time no, pass yeah. and then be like, mm, I guess I can tell her about that thing. But now. overall I usually I usually do go to her. Yeah, because her door's always open kind of thing. Like, she's always good. She's there. She's always... She's good at advice. But sometimes she'd be getting me, like, way too high. Because she's in your corner. And she's... She's in your corner. Right or not. Even if you're wrong, she's like, no, they're wrong. And you're like, no, no, no. I need someone to be honest. <laughs> she even told me, because we were on the phone for, like, an hour. And she's like, maybe I'm I'm the bad one. She's like... <laughs> we love us. so. Whenever you're upset... Queen, I get it going even more and I'm like, yeah, you're right, but you can make up with someone and then I'm like, okay, good. I'm glad, I'm glad you guys worked it out. She just, whatever I'm feeling, she's feeling. I love that though. (laughs) But yeah, I can see how it's a little dangerous sometimes, but I do. I love that. So in regards to wrapping back up to what you had said earlier about like the competitiveness and the putting you down and just a general lack of self-awareness, do you have examples that you want to give regarding those? There's so much. Unload, girl. That's what the I know it's for. Get it out. But me explaining the things that I have gone through with friendships could literally take hours if I really explained everything. But you can give us a highlight reel. Yeah. I'm not going to say names, but I had a friendship that lasted for years and we kind of like fell off and then we started becoming friends again. And whenever we reconnected, our friendship was great. Like we had so much fun, always laughed, wanted to be with each other twenty four seven but there came to a point where there was a huge shift, yeah, that I did not like because I feel like I don't know how to say this without sounding not good, but I always had a handful of friends, like I always had you did a you've, group of friends, you've always been really social, yes, growing up, you've always been like that. Yeah, because I just like being with people. Yeah. You know? There's nothing wrong with that. But this person didn't have many, and it got to a point to where I invited her around my friends because I wanted to hang out with my different groups, you know? Yeah. But I can tell you right now, don't do that. Keep your group separate because I brought her around my friends, and she wanted to be friends with them so badly that she would ask me if blah 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 could hang out and I'd ask that person and they would be busy or whatever and she wouldn't want to hang out with me if they couldn't hang out and it was like what I think I get the approach of wanting to expand a friend group, and I get the approach of being introduced to a new circle of people, and it being exciting, and looking like it could be fun, and you want these people in your life too, but that's not the way to go about it. Right. Because Because that makes you feel like you're being used. Right. Because whenever I get brought in, say you have a group of friends, and you introduce me to them, and I really enjoy their company, they're fun to be around, I'm not going to What am I trying to say? We've done this our whole lives though, where if something would happen, we would jump into each other's friend groups. Like I would invite you out with my friends and stuff, right? but you would never hang out with them or do whatever without me. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I would associate those people with your, as being your friends. Yeah. Like those aren't my friends. Those are yours. You know them and you are your associates, but yeah, I, I see what you're saying. But it's not like I'm going to go hang out with them by myself and not include you. No, personally, I think if I found out you were hanging out with my friends without me, it would make me feel weird. I'd be like, what are What is she doing? Like, right. And it's not like a not to sound like territorial. But yeah, it's just it's weird. It's like it's almost like you're trying to be like replaced or something. Like, it's like, okay, those were my friends. And I don't I enjoy you all hanging out and being together. But yeah, it's it was like in a obsession it got to like obsessed with my friends and it was just a lot to take in yeah especially if they're constantly asking hey can we do this with this person hey can we do this with this person and it's like the same person over and over and over again because yeah. then it's like okay like and then not wanting to hang out with me if that person can't yeah it's like wait we're supposed to be best friends that hurts your feelings and if the other person knows that this person's constantly trying to hang out with them and they're not feeling that vibe on their end too. Right. It does come off as like weird, just overall. It's like, what's your, why do you want to so badly? You know? What else you got, girl? What else do I have? Putting me down. Mm. I witnessed that a lot with some of your friends over the years. That's a One in a particular, hard... honestly, which makes me sad. Yeah. It's really hard whenever you're, you have a friend that you are so close with. Like this friendship that I had... I haven't connected with anyone else in that way because whenever it ended, that's what I was most sad about. I was like, who else am I going to find that has the same sense of humor that I do or like makes the same like jokes or the lightheartedness that yeah. we. I've heard. I remember you've talking about this over the period since that's ended, how you've still like occasionally do miss that. And I get that because there's certain people in your life who just bring out a unique side to you. Right. And you haven't met that again in another person yet. Yes. And everything felt so dual afterwards. Even though I knew that That friendship, like it had to come to an end. Like it was at its... it is expired. It was done. Yeah. Because I was willing to acknowledge and talk things out, but I wasn't getting that back. It was, I'm victim. Everyone should feel sorry for me. Just a whole pity party kind of thing. Yeah. Trying to make me look like I'm this like really bad guy in reality no I just want to talk through things explain why my feelings are hurt and I couldn't even get that and that's when you know like okay you can't even have a conversation with your best friend I I think to give context because it took me a second to follow what you're saying and for anyone listening they may not know is this friendship I remember when you had issues, when it was all starting to really hit the fan, you reached out one on one and was like, "Let's just let's talk about it. Let's talk." And that person, instead of talking, went and told their side or version to multiple parties that you both knew. Instead of coming to you and working it out privately, made it very public. Yes, and then it it just like blew up and out of proportion. And that's when you shut down because you're like, at this point, like, what's there to save if that's yeah. how you're going to react? And I'm not going to sit here and try to make people see it or understand. No, you shouldn't have to defend your character like that. Right. Because if you know me, you know I'm not going to intentionally hurt you or make you feel bad. So why? It's insulting to know that you've known someone for so many years and for them to think that oh, just so quick, they can be this hateful, malicious person. And it's like, okay, did did you not know me at all these past few years? Like, you know that I've never been that way. So why suddenly do you feel like that's who I am? It's insulting and it, it's hurtful. Well, I think that's where it kind of clicked for you where you're like, okay, this, is, this doesn't need to keep going because we're not on the same page. There was just no self-awareness, like no accountability at all. And I hate nothing more than someone... Playing victim. Especially when they're not the victim. Yes. It's like they want people to perceive them as like just helpless. How could this happen to me? But in reality, like you did all these things and it was a buildup and it's like, okay, you can't even talk. So we got to cut ties. That friendship, it's like, it's hard. It was intense, the ending, but. And then the putting you down. Like I I witnessed it once or twice and it really kind of threw me off seeing how comments are made supposedly playfully but also still hurtfully but they were so subtle extremely and I knew more on the end and I was aware when they were said because in the past when they were said when I wasn't present they would hurt your feelings and you would talk to me about them so if I was ever around this person I would catch them when it did happen in the end and it is it's it's hateful you there's know? N- nothing it's not playful it's not you're just trying to hurt me And from what you've said, it's only when other people were around, right? Because if it was just you two hanging out, everything was fine. Yes. And it was done in a way to where people wouldn't catch it. But in my head, I'm like, how are you guys not seeing this? So I had to point it out. And then the people that were close to me that I would talk to about, like you Mm -hmm. or mom, people caught on. They're like, oh, I did see that. Like it was noticeable, but it was always done in a way to where it's like, I'm going to insult you or hurt your feelings, but we're going to laugh about it. And maybe even this person didn't even realize they were doing it. It might have just been like a subconscious thing, but it's, it's still, it's something that, did you, did you ever talk about and bring this up to them that they were doing this and it would hurt your feelings? Um, that's what I reached out about saying we should have a conversation and that's what the boy, that was the ending. I couldn't remember. It's been a minute because it. Yeah. Blew out of proportion. Honestly, that reminds me of a friendship I had in high school. Whenever we'd be with a bunch of other people, especially guys, for whatever reason, because she liked the male attention, it was, I don't know, something, something always happened where it was like, something negative was always said, or something was always done, where I just kind of felt like, uh, I don't know, it just, it's the putting you down so someone else looks better, or feels better, or has more tension in that moment. It's just... Or you might get attention, but it's always negative attention. Right. And it's just that kind of stuff. It's exhausting. It is exhausting to be in those kind of environments and situations. I feel like people do that because it makes them feel better for that period of time. They're like, oh, I made you feel bad about yourself. It's a selfish act. Yes, because they have low self-esteem and that's what builds them up. Yeah. Trying to make someone else feel bad. Which is what's crappy because if you are surrounding yourself with good, positive people... Your friends around you should be helping boost your self-esteem, but in a positive way. You shouldn't get a boost of self-esteem from your friends because you're putting them down. It should be just a perk of having a healthy friendship. It shouldn't be because of negative actions on your part. Trust your friends to help you feel good in a healthy way. Don't put them down so you feel good or so that you feel better or that you're constantly... The constant comparison of even just like oh, well, I did this today. Oh, well, I did this today. Okay. (laughs) Like the competitive comparisons. I can't, I cannot with that. I have no patience for that of the, oh, well, I like say, oh my God, I actually worked out today. Like I felt so good today. Oh, well, I worked out twice last week or I did this last, like trying to always the one up. Mm -hmm. I can't, no, dude, like just be like, if you were to tell me you worked out, I wouldn't be like, oh, well, I did this instead. Like, I did more than you. It's, oh, I'm really proud of you. Like, I'm glad you did that. When my friends do something, I'm always like, I'm so excited for you. Like Sydney with her photography, I'm always telling her, you're amazing. I love your work. Because you feel just happy for their success is your success. Yes. Like, you want them to succeed and do well. It's, if you want that for the people that you care about. You should compete with yourself to push yourself. You shouldn't compete with your friends in that kind of way. I remember I got to a point of feeling so negative and I felt a lot of resentment that I was trying to stoop to her level. If she said something, I had to say something back that was like not as nice. I've been in a, a relationship like yes. that before with somebody. And after I would do it, I'm like, I don't want to do this. Yeah, I don't want... You realize you're doing it, and you're like, that's not me, and that's not who I want to be. So, like, because self-aware, you try to be like, okay, obviously I did that, but that's not what I want. And if we're going to keep this tango where we keep doing this over and over again, like, I've got to get out of it. Like, I cannot keep doing this. It's exhausting and just bad for your mental health to be in a cycle of just bad friendships. So I think it's important that if you're experiencing that... Just acknowledge it and try to have a mature conversation. And if they can't even give you that, then I think it's time to exit. Yeah. And it's not to say that all past friendships are bad because even like you just said earlier, that one that obviously sucked, it ended the way it ended and it needed to end. You still miss aspects of that friendship, like the humor and the shared um, the shared sense of humor and the shared like goofiness and connection you guys had. Not every past friendship is straight all bad, there's always going to be positives to it because, I mean, why else would you stay in it for so long? Right. You've got to figure out if the negatives are outweighing the positives and if it's really affecting you on more deeper level and if you need to get out of that so that you could be better as a person overall. Yeah, whenever it was just us two, we had a blast. Great time, you know? Yeah. But when you get other friends or people involved, that's when it came out and it started giving me anxiety like I had anxiety to even say anything because you don't like that confrontation no I mean we could be hanging out with people and I wouldn't even want to engage because I was scared whenever it was just us two hanging out I wouldn't really experience the negative side but whenever we would hang out with other friends or different people yeah that group setting That's when it would show, and it got to a point to where I would have anxiety to, like, engage or say something, because when I would say something, she would clap back with making fun of me or saying something rude, and it... That's the kind of stuff that makes you put walls up and clam up, yeah. There's no telling how many times I've cried because my feelings were hurt from (laughs) that behavior, me too, girl. I don't and cry that's that often not good. anymore, but yeah, when my feelings get hurt, it's like that's a trigger. But you shouldn't ha- like you shouldn't be crying over your friend being mean to you. Like that's not normal. No, that's not a friend. If your friend I mean granted, yeah, people cry and people have disagreements, but if it's like a repetitive thing, right? That's it's not healthy. It's not good for you. No. So, I learned a lot is what I can say. <laughs> I have learned a lot. I don't know. I feel like a lot of that has to come down to like you said, there's a low self-esteem. And then there's just people in your life who just are not genuinely happy. And there's that saying, misery loves company. And it is legit because I feel like the people who have tried to bring me down the most in my life are people who were not happy with themselves. I mean, that has that's a fact. Because you can look, look at the whole picture and you'll come up with that reason. Like, because why else do they act that way? And yeah, it shouldn't be like... I don't want friendships or people around me who can't be happy for my success and want to push me to do better or be better. I think as you get older, too, we're more busy and we have less time for anything outside of work. So the time that we do have, we don't want to spend it in a way that's negative or just not benefiting you. Yeah. Yeah. Like your time is valuable. And why would I want to spend the one week? the one day a week I have free with somebody who wants to put me down or wants to make that I feel more exhausted with mentally afterwards. Like you want to schedule time and spend your free time with people that you enjoy their company. Yeah, because I'm already stressed during the week with working. So my weekends, I'm like, I want good energy. Well, I am honored that you spend every Saturday with me. I do. (laughs) You should be so thankful. Yes, yes. No, and that's not to say that, like, the people that we don't always have time for, it's not me being like, oh, I don't have time for you because you're negative and I, I my time is, like, precious. It's it's also saying that, like, not every friendship you have in your life, there's the high-maintenance ones, there's the low-maintenance ones. I've got a best friend, Megan, I've been friends with since high school for years we've been friends, and she's someone that I could pick up with next week, even though I hadn't seen her in, like, a month or so, and it was like we just hung out the day before. Like you just pick off exactly where you left off and then you've got your high-maintenance friendships where, and it could be like a coworker friend or something like that, someone you talk to every single day, someone that you text every single day, you Snapchat or people that you see every day, whether it be like a neighbor or someone you've like grown as a friend. It's just how people fit into your lives and what works best. And yeah, your free time is your free time and you should be able to spend it how you want to spend it. And I'm definitely way more picky with what I do during that time now. Right. I think that I was in such a, a rut for about a year, I feel. Yeah. And I got tired of feeling just down or just not good. So this year, I feel like I've made a lot of changes. And one of them being who I'm surrounded by. Because that's a huge impact. Yeah. You want to be around people who are positive. I definitely feel the same way with you on that one. And if you have told people that you want to be better, like you want to be happier, you want to do fun things, I'm trying to make changes to make myself happier. And I feel like last year was pretty depressing.
1: I feel like when-
0: Extremely. I feel like when bad situations happen to me, it's back to back. It just hits me back to back. And I'm like, what else? What else can I experience? When it rains, it pours. It does. But I told myself this year, like, I'm not going to have the same mindset that I did. Because I just felt just down, not good. I felt negative. You went through so much last year, though. Like, things we shared and things you went through individually that I feel like are a testament to your character. And how much you're able to keep your head up and push through no matter what. And I am really proud of you for seeing the light at the end of that tunnel. Thank you. You're welcome. I did acknowledge so many things. But really this year, I wanted to change how I view things and really stick to trying to make myself happy. Yeah. And I feel like I've told people this. And one thing that I can't do is feel stagnant. And the people around me, like I don't need them to just sit I don't want to be around people who are complacent and stagnant and are okay with their situation and predicament, especially if there's negative things to it. It's like, okay, push yourself to strive for more, aim for more, want more. That's what I'm saying. I can't, I have to be around people that are motivating. Yes. Or, um, what's the word? Daydream you know like you envision a better life or a better you ambitious ambitious yes (laughs) sorry guys sometimes I do blank and I'm like no daydreams fine people do whenever that's a part of being ambitious is you're daydreaming you you want xyz to happen and you've got to do this to do that and I self-reflect a lot too I'm like where do I see myself? How am I going to be happy? Like, what am I doing that makes me happy? And it's not being around negativity, I can say. Yeah. Like, it's the polar opposite. And I think when you're in that for so long, you're just kind of checked out with it. You're like, okay, that's not my vibe anymore. I can't I can't associate with, with all that. No, because it's like when someone talks about things and they're constantly complaining or they're constantly doing this. I just think to myself, okay, I can't relate to you because I wouldn't be dealing with that right now or I would have already done this. Like the fact that you're okay with this same issue to happen over and over and over again and you have done nothing but just complain about it. That's when I had a point where it's like, I don't really want to hear about it anymore because you're not doing anything yourself. There's no, what's the word? I can't help someone who doesn't want to help themselves. Yeah. And if you're not trying to help yourself... And you keep having the same issues and you keep wanting to come to me about the same negative stuff. It's exhausting for me because I don't know, at this point, it's like, do you want my advice again? Because I've given you the same advice 40 times and you always ignore it and then everything's fine again. And then a week later, it'll happen all over again. It's like, I I cannot keep supporting this narrative you're living. Right? Like, do something about it or get out of it or just quit coming to me about it. That's not to sound that's not to sound like an unsupportive friend. It's just I can't be around people who who just want to keep running on like a hamster wheel. Like I and that even falls into like the corporate stuff. Like in the nine to five, like I want more. I want to be around yeah. people who want more. I think it's okay though, if a friend comes to you and they want to vent or you know, feel bad about themselves or feel bad for themselves for a moment if something happened. But you can't keep feeling bad for yourself. No. and with, I mean, yeah, there's going to be moments where we, you just kind of like fall into it. And you're just going right. to like fester and you let yourself feel, have your pity party moment. Right. Everyone's entitled to that. Just don't. Stay in it. Yeah. Don't make that your life. Don't live that. I want more for you as my friend. And I would hope that you would want more for me. But you can't. You can't force them. You can't do it for them. No, they have to make that decision. You can encourage encourage themselves. Yeah, I feel like some people think the world is out to get them. It's the playing victim and always being a victim. Mm -hmm. And then living that role. And them feeling like nothing can go right and they're always in a crisis, you know? It's always that mindset. And if you're not someone that is like that, it's draining to be around it, it's a lot of drama, yeah, and a lot of unnecessary drama, and it is one of those moments where it's like, okay, maybe you should just take a moment, reflect <laughs> self reflect be self aware, and see if the problem's you, and maybe it's not you exactly, but it's just your view and your mindset like you've you you if you change your view on the world, you change the world, literally it is all about your view. If you're someone who wants to try to stay positive and be positive all the time, you're going to always find the light in the dark. It is how you view things. I agree with that. I was going to say, people that stay in that narrative, I just feel like if someone is complaining about something that they're going through, if it's affecting you that bad, then get out of it. Get out of whatever is happening or try. Yeah, it's not always as easy as it's... sounds, but there are, there's always something somebody can try. There's always right. resources. There's always people there to support you if that's what you truly genuinely want, because everybody around you that cares for you wants the best for you. Right. And if that situation is continuously causing you negative feelings, negative harm, mindset, and you've done everything in your power to fix it in in that situation, and there's literally nothing else to do except leave that situation whatever it may be then yeah reach out to your support system because there's always a way to get out of whatever it's going on there is yeah if you're going through something and it's if it's become your personality at this point i feel like those people just like to feel sorry for themselves instead of making changes or doing things yeah and that's not that's not like us categorizing everyone who's going through something because everybody has different stuff on their plate at different periods of their life and hopefully you can catch yourself if you realize that you're in that rut and you're just not trying to fix or problem solve your situation anymore and you're just like taylor said living the narrative and making that a part of your personality now like it's up to you to be self-aware enough to know if this applies to you or not or, if you have people in your life who are like this, and it's just not serving you anymore it's 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 a tough call, but it's up to you to decide where you spend your time, who it's with, and how much you let people affect you physically, and mentally, right. It's all a learning process, so and again, we are not advising professionals. I don't think it sounds like we are okay because <laughs> <laughs> we're not. I want to end on a more positive note, though. In regards to our current friendship, what are positive aspects of this friendship that allow you to think it is a very healthy friendship? Are you asking me? Yeah. Our friendship. You and I. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, we're sisters. So I, I would definitely say we're friends for how much we hang out and talk and just cover stuff. Positive sides to our friendship. Mm-hmm. Things that make this friendship a healthy friendship. Um, I think there's a lot of understanding one another or being understanding, which I haven't gotten in the past. Yeah. Not from you. I'm just saying from no, no, past I friendships, you know? So that's something that I really do I love. Definitely feel like being sisters helps because we obviously kn- have known each other our whole lives. Yeah. Um. I would also say supporting. Yes, definitely. And I don't know if I'm going through something that I'm freaking out about or I'm anxious about you're always the person that I go to because you're like okay we'll do this like it's fine L- like you talk me down yeah the calm to make voice me less storm. anxious yeah yeah I tell all my friends that I'm like oh Jordan <laughs> she's so good at Aww. making me feel better but you really do so that's something that I appreciate having I'd say the same for you with that because I haven't had anxiety in a long time. But that one time I had a panic attack, mm-hmm. I called you just to have someone talk me through it. I thought I did so bad. I was googling. Oh, you did do How bad, did? but you were you were the only person I felt comfortable enough to do to call. I was I was like just talk to me because I was freaking like having this panic attack in all in my head. And instead of just talking to me, you start asking me questions. And I'm like, I can't think right now. I need you to just talk. <laughs> like, distract me. Don't was, ask me questions. I was looking over at Garrett like, what do I say? I'm like, I'm hyperventilating. And you're like trying to make me talk to you. And I'm like, no, I can't. <laughs> She's like, tell me a story. I couldn't think of one story. <laughs> Not like your struggle with story enough. Okay. I was anxious that you were anxious. <laughs> I'm like, but I don't want to make it worse. it's nice to know that anything ever happens, you are literally always the first person I can call that will always answer, like with my wreck or anything like that, like immediately. You're my go-to for every emergency situation. Yeah, because I know you are solid and reliable, and I appreciate that in my life. And I truly feel like you are the most loyal person I know. And I am. <laughs> <laughs> and you're honest with me, even. Yeah, you, you are very honest with me, if especially when it matters and I need an honest opinion. You will tell me how it is. I do. You do. I'm like, give me an example. Whether it be clothing or just like opinions of anything, you've always given me your honest opinion. And the one or two times I feel like I can tell you're filtering it, you're horrible at it. So I know. So still, I got the honest truth out of it. <laughs> you're not blunt, like painfully blunt about things, but you yeah. don't. I'm not going to be like, oh my gosh, that is so cute. No, you're going to be like, mm, let's, let's try this. Yeah. <laughs> you redirect me. Or I'll pause and be like, yeah. And I know, like, okay, she don't like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I do like, in regards to the things that were negative and ended your past relationships, friendships. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like there's a competitiveness between us. No. I feel like we both are really supporting of each other and what we want to do in life. And want to push each other to do better and be better. And I definitely think... We both try to be very self-aware. And like I said earlier with that conversation I'd had with the previous ex, if I were to tell you, hey, I think you're doing this, I know that you would be receptive enough to be like, oh, is that how this is coming across? Because that's not what I want. Yeah. And vice versa. There have been times that you'll tell me something that I'm doing and I'm like, wait, really? Yeah. Like you've always been accepting of my helpful criticism, I guess. And me with you. I always recognize it. I'm like, okay, I'll work on that or whatever, you know. But I appreciate having you in my life as a friend and a sister. (gasps) Aw, tear. (laughs) Anything else you want to add to today's episode before we wrap it up? Don't try to hug me after this. (laughs) (laughs) I won't. (laughs) Taylor is not a hugger for me. I can probably count on one hand how many times we've hugged over, like, our whole lives. Okay, that is not true. It's been way more than that. Maybe two hands. Jordan? No, really. We probably hugged as sisters. I mean, when we were little. Okay, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor's like, we're done. I am nice. <laughs> she is. I like she is. PDA. Yeah, which is fine. I'm totally fine with it. It would. I gotta say one thing, though. I remember I was telling somebody about how we don't hug, and they were like, what? I was telling this person... Yeah, watch. If I try to hug her, she'll (laughs) straight up be like, what are you doing? (laughs) And like, stop me. And they wanted to see it so bad. And I was like, I'm going to get my feelings hurt just for you to see this. (laughs) And I did it. I tried to hug you in front of them and you were like, what? (laughs) Like, you shut me down so quick. And that person laughed and died. And I'm over here like, yep, my feelings are hurt. (laughs) Jordan! (laughs) I hug you when you need it. I know you do. I know you do. I know you do. And that's fine. That was purely a social experiment. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. I admit it. You are 100% always there for me when I need it. I may not always be in the form Word. of a hug and that's okay. I'm like they're there. Pat <laughs> on the back. <laughs> All right. Well, until next time, thank you guys for listening to your new favorite podcast. <laughs> <laughs> For anyone who cares with your co-host, Jordan. And your co-host, Taylor. Be sure to like, subscribe, comment down below what you guys want to hear next, what you liked in this episode, and definitely be sure to listen in on anywhere you can listen to podcasts. We will try to be everywhere for anyone to hear. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.